Super Talk Mississippi media production. William Carey University Athletics. Every sport you find exciting. Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. This is Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics. From the field to the court and the diamond. On Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Well, another week, another edition of Crusader Talk on the move here in 2023. Caleb Hamill, Josh West with you here on this Monday evening. Glad you could join us, whether you're joining us live on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 or on demand in podcast form. We're glad you've chosen to join us either this evening or morning or whenever you've chosen to listen to Crusader Talk. This uh, show today is going to be a good one. We have Coach Rhonda Shirley from the women's volleyball team on with us. And Coach, last time that Ben and I were talking to you, you were you know, fresh into uh, the hiring game. You were not even officially the head coach yet, but as of April 1st, you have officially been dubbed the women's volleyball head coach at William Carey. And I think you've gotten a little bit of a better taste of Hattiesburg. Sorry it's a little hotter probably than you anticipated, <laughs> but glad you're here. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Yes, it reminds me a lot of living in East Texas, so um, kind of bringing me a little bit back to that. So, no, but it's it's been great. Yes, yeah, learning my, all about all about Mississippi. <laughs> I'm sure you <laughs> are. And coach, you know, last time that we had you on, we were talking a lot about how you even came into you know, this job at William Carey and how you were. Uh, brought into the fold by DJ and amazed by our campus. And now that you've gotten a little bit of a longer stay around and have really gotten your feet wet as it is in Hattiesburg, yeah, how, is, uh, how has been your first – English is hard. How have your first few months been in Hattiesburg? How about that? I mean, it's been great. Obviously a learning process. I think like anything is and just kind of learning the area – um, kind of learning the level of, you know, volleyball in this area in the state of Mississippi and just, you know, kind of getting to a good grasp of, um, you know, the support in the area and, and those type of things and just the campus too. So it's, it's been a good time for me to, like I said, just kind of learn and then be able to, when I go into the season, just really be able to focus on, you know, volleyball with my team. You know, just to, to kind of follow up with that, how would you describe the climate of volleyball here in Mississippi, judging after you've been in uh, East Texas and the East Coast as well? How does Mississippi compare? Um, I, I know that a lot of the schools, it's a new sport for them. Mm-hmm. And so when I say that, you know, it is not as developed as definitely Texas. I mean, you know, Texas is just a a prime spot for volleyball you know it's up there with florida and california um you know and so it isn't as developed but it that is just more of it's new um you know to hear a lot of these schools that have just started it and so um it's not like it's not good volleyball it's just not as developed but that makes me very excited about being able to kind of get my hands really dirty in it and help build you know the culture of volleyball here and really help expand on that and really make it hopefully especially in this area an area where volleyball really does start to excel and so um i think that's just exciting for me um on that part of it because i love the developmental part 
Coach Rhonda, this is Josh West. I, I cannot wait to work with you this year to cover the sport. I've had a chance to cover it a lot uh, with the NFHS Network through the MHSAA, and I've seen some of that growth, and it gets better every year, and they've gone from, I believe, four different classifications to six, now seven. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. growing. Would you say that it is just uh, – how far would you say it's grown in the last five years in this state? Um, I mean, again, I'm pretty new to it, but in hearing from people on just, you know, the growth, like you said of it, and, um, you know, talking to other coaches where I've done camps at, it's just from where they have started. I mean, in the small amount of time, I am really surprised at how well it has grown from the um, knowledge, I think, of the coaches teaching it to you know, more club programs popping up. And then just also they say, you know, the number of kids that are starting to go out for volleyball and some of them that are choosing that over, let's say, basketball. So indefinitely I feel like it's growing at a fast rate, and I hope it continues to do that because there's obviously a lot of great athletes here in this state and in this area. It's just a matter of, you know, getting them really immersed into, you know, volleyball and that's something that they really want to continue to do. Now, one way that you've gotten to see volleyball firsthand in the state is by William Carey hosting different camps throughout the month of June. It seems like you had a very full schedule throughout that Mm -hmm. month. Walk us through a little bit about what you're able to see on the court from a lot of different kids that have come through into Hattiesburg. Yeah, I mean, the first week um, we had team camps, so we had several um, different high schools um, come in through the week. And to me, it was just great because a lot, obviously, more area schools and getting to know the coaches and kind of seeing, um, you know, the talent level. And again, like I said, I was really pleasantly surprised to see, like, some of the athletes. And again, um, you know, maybe their knowledge of the game isn't quite there, but, you know, that's something that is obviously teachable. But you know, it's, it's hard to teach that athleticism. You can't really teach that. And um, there's a lot of passion, I can tell, from these kids in the game. So it was great just to see that. The second week, we just did a lot of skills camp for positions. And I was pleasantly surprised, too, at how high numbers we had. Because usually when I go in somewhere first, um, numbers are kind of low. And then, um, you know, they grow. But I think doing the team camp the first week, our numbers went from after those team camps to – a lot of our position camps, like triple, quadruple, the amount of kids that came back from that, and then we're coming in, um, you know, from team camp back to the positional camp. So it was great. And, again, it just gave me a better idea of, you know, meeting coaches, meeting players, and those type of things. So I'm excited to continue to do that throughout, you know, the next year. And I was able to go do a lot of satellite camps. I mean, my July was kind of spent doing that, too. So it was just great. I, I love doing camps. She's Rhonda Shirley. She is the head volleyball coach at William Carey. Uh, coach, it's Josh again. And to follow up on that that camp question, it sounds to me like once you got them on campus, what once they met you, once they got a little familiar, a little comfortable with what is going on, that you exceeded their expectations. Did you get a lot of positive feedback with the level of instruction that your program was bringing? I did, and it, that was great, um, you know, to hear so many people, you know, refer me to other people, and they would call and say, hey, you know, this team came to your team camp on to campus. Um, we weren't able to come. Would you be willing to come to our, our campus at the high school or wherever and do a camp? So 
I mean, it really was great. Um, I had a lot of people ask if I'd be interest, interested in doing a coach's clinic for a lot of the area schools, and I love doing those. So it, it, it was good for me to hear that the instruction that they were getting and the things that they were hearing were things that they could um, implement into their practices and into their program. So it's good. That's really what it's all about. Perfect segue, Coach, because when, when you talk to these coaches, and a lot of times you'll have a basketball coach that is learning the sport, for example, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll have – it'll be a secondary sport within the, in the infancy of the program. What are the things right out of the gate that they're needing the most help with? Um, I think a lot of it is just, you know, the fundamentals. And I'm a very fundamentalist coach, um, you know, and just – teaching, you know, proper technique and really honing in on those things. And, you know, it's hard for these coaches to teach those things if they don't know how to teach them, you know. And um, and so I was – I really enjoyed that part of it and the coaches, like, really wanting to learn um, and implementing those things and, and, and getting their players to understand that, yeah, everybody just wants to get out there and play. But I always say to them, like, if you can't do the skill, you can't do the drill. And if you can't do the drill, you're not going to be functional in a game. And so I really honed in on that. And I feel like by the end of it, they could see the progress they were making, and which will eventually translate into them passing better balls, setting better balls, hitting harder balls. And um, so I think that was the main thing. They were just really hungry to learn you know, proper techniques and fundamentals, and then how can they translate those things into actual drills, um, game action drills, and then into six-on-six. So it was good. Again, it was probably one of my most enjoyable summers in a long time as far as doing camp. Well, we know that – throughout talking to several different coaches about the summer camps that they're able to put on it's a great opportunity not only to get to see the talent to get to talk to players firsthand but also to develop some people and make some new connections and friends along the way we're talking to coach Rhonda Shirley head coach of women's volleyball at William Carey University if you missed out on our podcast earlier this year talking to her before she officially took the job you can go back into the archives and that episode happened on March 13th 2000 23. We've been talking a lot about things that have happened over the summer as Coach Shirley has begun her tenure at William Carey. But on the other side of this timeout, we'll talk more with her about what is to come with William Carey Volleyball. We're only eight days away from the season beginning with the William Carey Tri-Match. So stick around. We'll talk to her more about the upcoming matches and her returning team players as well. More to come on Crusader Talk in a moment. the coaches to the student athletes and the fans that cheer them on you're listening to crusader talk on super talk hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com back and ready for more here on crusader talk 
Caleb Hamill, Josh West, Michael Mergens punching the buttons for us tonight. Helping us stay connected to you. Coach Rhonda Shirley is back with us for yet another segment here on Crusader Talk. And, Coach, we talked at length about what your summer looked like, but now we'll change gears a little bit and look ahead to this 2023 season. You're first at William Carey. And for the personnel that joins you in this season, there's only about, by my count and what's up to date on the website, six returning members of the 2022 squad that come back, a whole lot of new faces on this team. Right. Yes, there is. Um, yeah, there are a few of um, the players from last year that were doing both indoor and beach that I think after having done both for a couple years have decided, you know, they were going to gravitate um, over to beach only. So we didn't left necessarily lose them from volleyball. I'll be coaching them in the spring with beach. Um, so we had some of our returners choose beach only. So, But as far as indoor, yes. Um, six returners. There were oh a handful of players that the previous coaches had committed, um, you know, prior to leaving and me entering. And then I had brought six of my own recruits in. So, um, so we have very good numbers uh, right now going into the season. I mean, I feel good about it. Um, still a lot of learning for me as far as you know, some of the new kids coming in that I don't know a lot about with not having recruited them. Um, and the returners, I'm still learning them because, you know, I, I've, a lot of them helped me with camp. So I think that was great for them to get to know me and me to get to know them a little bit better. Um, but it still will be definitely a learning process, you know, for, for everybody. But I'm still hoping by the end of the season, um, you know, we see the success I think we're capable of. We may not see it as early as we would like with the transition, um, you know, but I'm okay as long as we're, you know, seeing, you know, progress and kind of, you know, those things over results. We just need to see the progress first and the results will come. You know, Coach, I was talking with DJ earlier today and uh, I think he made note, and you can correct me if this is wrong, but uh, I believe y'all had a a team dinner and meeting earlier tonight as uh, the season approaches. Does that kind of help build the camaraderie and help the players kind of get set together one final time or so before the season begins? Yeah, it does. I mean, I think it's good. You know, we've got a lot of new faces and, um, you know, just for them just to kind of get together first and have a team dinner and kind of get to know each other. We do a lot of little um, question and answer things and uh, things I've learned, you know, throughout my coaching career of just kind of breaking the ice and, getting them to start talking and learning about each other because I just feel like that's so huge. It's, it's all about learning, you know, each other. You can't expect to go out there and play with a stranger and think that you are going to be successful. And, and I do spend a lot of time with my team, um, you know, on things that don't involve, you know, a volleyball. And so we kind of started with that tonight and then, you know, had a little bit of meeting of just expectations you know, every coach is different. They've had a lot of success here, um, you know, but I just know from all coaches, I mean, my best friend's a volleyball coach, and her coaching style and mine couldn't be any different. I mean, it, we are so polar opposites, but we're both very successful. So, um, you know, I think it's just more about giving them, too, an opportunity to know what my expectations are, you know, where I'm looking to hopefully take this program um, and, you know, hopefully being able to continue to have success and build on the success that was already, you know, put here by the previous coaching staff. And so, I mean, it was good. I could tell when they left, they're, they're, 
they're um, very excited about tomorrow starting. You know, there's still some butterflies. They're very anxious. I am too. You know, I, it's just new for everybody. But I think um, change is always good. And, you know, I think everybody's approaching it with the right mindset at this point in time. Coach, historically, you know, shifting gears to having a volleyball in their hands, what's the thing that has come together the quickest that you've seen inside your programs historically? And then what's the thing that is the last piece or two that takes the most time to gel? Um, you know, it. I think the first thing is just really getting them to buy in about laying the foundation of of the program and helping me lay that foundation. You know, I can see the buy-in already and and I think that they are trusting my excitement about it. And, and so usually it doesn't take me too long to really get them to buy into, you know, where I'm expecting to take the program and trusting it. I think a lot of times, you know, I think what is the hardest is getting them to understand that even though the talent is here, they get results, um, driven these days and i think some of the hardest thing is getting them to understand just because we may not be getting the results we want right away doesn't mean we're not on the right track to success and not letting them get frustrated in the process and sometimes that just takes a little bit longer you know some of that's just lack of maturity sometimes they just haven't been playing long enough or been in the college realm to understand that but um you know again usually i can get them bought in it's like I think they they know the success I've had in the past. Just talk about how successful we're going to be. So I think they think it's going to be so automatic, and um, and getting them to understand. Okay, we are going to take our lumps. We're we're going to have some downtime, like times that are frustrating, and and getting through those and them understanding. Like it's all about where we finish and not where we start or where we're at in the middle of the season. Um, so I think that is usually some of the harder things to get them to like understand and and be okay with um if we're still like doing the right things in practice every day so coach tell us a little bit about this wcu tri match that's going to be happening on august 11th oh yes okay so actually it's going to be a little bit more than a tri match um you know we ended up bringing another team in i think bishop state is also coming in um, so, and I'm actually going to split my team up into two because I have the numbers to do it. Um, so it's going to be nice because I'm going to get an opportunity to like see all of my players play a lot. Um, but yeah, so we have, um, Pearl River coming in. We have Bishop State coming in. We have Pensacola State and I can never say it correctly and I'm going to have to, you'll have to help me out. But uh, yes. Okay, what you said. Um, and then we're going to have a William Carey black and a William Carey red. So um, a lot of volleyball. So it's almost like two courts doing a tri-match. So it's just an opportunity for all of our teams, you know, not just my teams, but the other teams coming in to just see, hey, what, what, are we, what, what we are working on at practice, is it translating out onto the competition court? And, oh, goodness, I didn't think this was a weakness for us. And, man, we got exposed with that real quick. And so, you know, I think it's just going to be some, you know, good volleyball. But it's just really a time to see where we're at, uh, things that are working good, things that need to be working a lot better. And then also, too, give me an opportunity to really, you know, kind of start putting in a more solidified lineup going into um, 
you know, our first preseason tournament that's, you know, going to count for wins and losses. So, so I'm excited about that. It's not too far away, but probably by that time they're going to be ready to be off of the practice court and into the competition court. So it'll be good timing. Coach, we heard you talking a lot about the things that you've been, you know, mentally uh, drilling into them that they've been buying into uh, about the direction of the program, you know, feeding off your excitement. There's also, like you said, been some warnings about don't be results driven. What's the Mm -hmm. thing, though, that you've also cautioned them in the terms of, okay, this is the thing that be ready. This is going to be the biggest jump. Is it the speed overall of the game? Is it the transition in from when those teams are receiving uh, the serve into the offense what's the thing that when they go up in competition not only at practice but when they get in those first matches that they go wow especially the young players this is a big jump I do think the speed of the game is always the biggest thing which I try to have a pretty fast offense but it can only be as fast as we want it in our gym and who's on the other side of the net and not until we get across from somebody else do we see okay is it the speed we want and usually it's still not where we want it to be, especially the seasoned teams that we're going to play, because we're not going to be that seasoned of a team. Um, so, yeah, it always seems to be the speed um, of the game offensively. Um, I also think in the first thing that is kind of shocking, I think, especially to new kids coming in, and especially playing underneath me, is probably just more of, the dynamics of playing the game within the game. And when I say that, it's just not about, you know, pass, set, attack. I mean, it's about what is our game plan. And if somebody, you know, is shifting from what our game plan was against them in a timeout, like how fast can we make adjustments and who's like ready to make those adjustments. And I've learned that kids are kind of just a little bit like deer in the headlights a little bit like, oh, okay, like we're, we got to make this adjustment, we got to make it quick, or how much I really do put in scouting other teams and how much we're going to watch film. And I think those kind of things is very eye-opening to them. Um, but with time, when they get it, they really enjoy it, and it, it preps them more for the game. But I think that's going to be a big adjustment for, I would say, a big majority of the team, even the returners, um, in the amount of time that we're going to put into that. And, you know, I think some teams we're going to play are going to be much bigger than we are. We're not the biggest team out there. And so we are going to have to make up with it with speed. And I've already told them that. Like, if we're not the biggest team out there, the biggest team with athleticism, we then have to be the fastest team. We're going to have to beat the bigger block on the other side with speed. Um, and so, and those are things, we're, you know, we're going to have to, like, try to piece together. And that's my job. But um, I-, I think those in the beginning are going to be some of the things that are going to be a little bit eye-opening to them. Well, Coach, thank you so much for that insight into the William Carey Volleyball team here in 2023. We look forward to following your club throughout the season. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. All right. We'll be right back with more Crusader Talk in just a moment. Remember, everyone, it's Dig, Set, Kill, not Bump, Set, Spike. We had a great conversation with Coach Rhonda Shirley all things volleyball and William Carey just a moment ago. If you missed that, you can catch it on demand in podcast form 
uh, later tonight should drop for you there on the website, supertalkhattiesburg.com, or you can find the links through gowcucrusaders.com as well. Back with more, Caleb Hamill, Josh West, and Michael Mergens here in our Supertalk Hattiesburg studio. It was a good conversation with Coach Shirley. I mean, a lot of insight in just a short amount of time that she's already been at William Carey. And we didn't even get into the depth of personnel, but one thing I gleaned from that uh, that I did not expect to hear uh, was the divide between players that have decided beach volleyball is more my thing than indoor volleyball. And so that has caused some personnel to kind of move around just a little bit, but then also open up some doors for more players to come in on the indoor side. Yeah, that is certainly something that has gained in popularity. We're going to see that get bigger and bigger. Um, something we were talking about in the break, though, is just the influx of, as we heard, schools in the associations, not only the MHSAA, but the MSAIS that are adding volleyball or have just added volleyball, or now we're seeing the coaching's getting better at the high school ranks. Uh, there's such a more depth of talent um, at the high school ranks, and you are seeing a lot of basketball coaches in need of post players because of volleyball. Uh, volleyball is just, it is the hit thing right now Mississippi is just one of the states that it is, and so I mean I, I've just seen it. I've been I've had the the joy to watch it grow firsthand courtside at the high school level. And I remember when it was class one, four a five a six a. Now you're going to have one a two a three a four a five a six a seven a this year. So that's just that's fourteen teams. That's seven champions that are going to go after uh, those gold balls this year in volleyball. I mean, and, and that's that has come so far in such a short amount of time, and I'm impressed with the callbacks, if you can say that 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 coach is getting. Uh, please come to a camp. Please come to a clinic. We want to learn because we've got such an interest in it, and they see an opportunity to kind of get out in front of the competition and have a chance to win, win big, win championships uh, at the high school level. So that's only going to further feed into William Carey that seems to be striking while the iron's hot. You know, I can even put a year on it to tell you how much the MHSAA has grown in volleyball. I covered the championships back in 2017, fall of 17, three classes that had champions. And I think uh, Brandon was the one at the top. You know, some of the, the 6A schools, as it relates to football, now a lot of them 7A, were obviously the class three. But even classes one and two could be anything from one to three eight like there was a huge gap kind of in that middle ground it was only specialized schools down there at the bottom for a lot of them so it's class one five a six a when you caught 17 was that right I, so back in 17 they they made their own classes it's almost kind of like how slow pitch softball was you for a while pulled everybody together you just pull lower. everybody right. and you know make classifications that way so there were just classes one through three and so it was probably divided evenly like Football's class one and two were the bottom class, three and four were the middle class, and five and six were the top. I couldn't put that to an exact science and tell you that's law, but there were only three championships uh, at Newell Grissom at Mississippi State when I covered them. Wow. So that is how <laughs> that was only six years ago. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, you knew it was getting bigger, but then this year, not only was were the championships, you know, one A through 6a they were filling out the arena and it didn't matter what classification it was and you had student sections like you have at basketball 
for volleyball. It's it's incredibly fan friendly. It's rally scoring. Every play a point is being scored. I mean, help me out here. Top of my head, is there another sport? Every play a point. Help help me out. Uh, not in that regard that I can think. No, of. I mean, so it's every single play. Uh, and so if you step away, you're missing something. You're missing scoring every moment. And so it's it's incredibly, incredibly entertaining. Yeah, the first time I was ever paid for any type of announcing was for public address in volleyball. And that is why that sport in particular has a little bit of a, you know, a soft spot in my heart. You know, I, I grew to love just the energy of that sport yes. as well. I mean, that's, I think, the biggest takeaway is the energy of it. And the fans, once you get in there, it locks you. Like, it sucks you in and you are committed to it. Because, like you mentioned, you have, for a lot of schools, basketball-like student sections that come out and show support and are fully committed to cheering their team on to victory. It's awesome to see. Softball's got dugout energy, but right. sometimes that can be a little over the top to the point where you can enjoy that, you can be a fan of that, but then when that's going on in the opposite dugout, that can still kind of grate on you a little bit. There's almost a little gamesmanship in that energy, meaning that maybe at times it can be a little contrived. Not in volleyball. It is just naturally there. So were you doing that at the collegiate level? Was that yep. your first? That was uh, my first official announcing so, gig. So I, I did some volunteering type stuff here and there, but that was the first time I was paid to do it. So you were hooked instantly. Oh, yes. Yeah, so was I. I remember the first time I got to call the MHSA Volleyball Championships. Um, and so you basically gave yourself a crash course in lingo. You watched some broadcasts. You talked to the coaches. You, know, you did your homework. And, um, and then you're there. And it was better than you could have possibly imagined just because it's one of those sports where you didn't have to fill a lot of downtime. There is no downtime. It, it, and it is high drama, especially when you get into that fifth set. When you go into that fifth set tie break, um, it is intense. And, and, and then you're going from 25 points to 15 points. And so you get to those intense moments so much quicker oh, yeah. in that fifth set. Um, uh, again, you owe it to yourself as a sports fan to get to a volleyball match, and and you'll be a fan. You will be a fan. Now, that might not be your number one sport, but you'll be able to then be flipping through the channels, and there'll be one, and you'll notice, oh, what set are they in? Oh, they're in the fifth set. It's kind of like, for me, hockey. I don't know about how, how you are in hockey, but it's OT and hockey. It's sudden death. You're stopping for a second if, you, if you're flipping through the channels. So, again – it is it's legit and and it's something you owe yourself as a sports fan. You know, I caught my very first NHL hockey game just a couple months ago. I had a little training event that I had before my son was born back in February. And it was one of the most fun events just to witness. I was there just by myself, didn't have any friends that I was with hanging out. But uh just to be there in the arena and watch all that was a whole big blast. San Jose Sharks uh, were able to come back from a three goal deficit come back and win that one. It was crazy how quickly that lead was trimmed down and overtaken. Uh, Caleb Hamill, Josh West with you here on Crusader Talk. Talking all things William Carey and had a little volleyball flair to it today. Looking at the roster, we talked about this with Coach. With no, Siri, I cannot try that again. Love live radio. But anyway, I uh, talked about some of the different 
players that are returning here in 2023. One of those is Elena Anderson. Get this, she was third most in points in 2022, uh, highest amongst returners here in this year. Also, had the most blocks out of anybody on the front line for William Carey. And to have her back as a force on the indoor volleyball side, it's probably going to come up very big. And backing her up also is Reagan Huff in the points category. She had the fourth most last year, so therefore second most among returners. So there is some production that is returning. It's not just you know freshmen that didn't get a lot of playing time in the years uh, previously. There are some highly producing players that are back here for 2023. It says a lot, again, about Coach Shirley, about Rhonda and what she brings to the table because she comes in, and especially with the ease in which there is to transfer now, you, you come in, you, you want to get to know the new coach, and you want to give her a shot, and does it gel, does it work? And, and it was multiple players that made that choice to say, hey, you know, this is a transition. We, we see the vision. Uh, you heard about the buy-in. When you're getting that in a transition – and the coaching change, you know, you're playing for somebody now that you weren't recruited by, and it's a whole new thing for you. Uh, that says a lot. Again, like I said, in a culture where it's almost expected that you're going to transfer, um, when you're able to click with that new staff, and uh, William Carey means that much to you, the program and your teammates mean that much to you, that says a lot. And it means a lot also that William Carey has a facility dedicated to volleyball. You know, we've talked on and off about facilities in William Carey and how much of a deal that is to recruits and to a fan base as well. To see that William Carey has doubled down on volleyball and made its own complex just for indoor volleyball to practice and play, meaning they don't have to share a basketball court and have that set up and torn down every other day for a basketball game versus volleyball game or practice. It really shows recruits that William Carey is committed to not just maintaining but improving and elevating volleyball year in and year out. No, it does. Uh, you know, you, you see that um, across Hattiesburg. I mean, it matters oh, yeah. for programs when you have that. Um, I don't think you can put. I don't think you can put a value on that. I think it's so great. Uh, I think that says so much to a recruit to come in and see that because we're still at a point where it's not the norm across the board, um, especially at the NAI level. Again, it just goes to the fact we, we mention every week, so why not throw it in against this week? That shows you William Carey is after national championships. This is They, they want to be a national program. And, and Coach has laid out some of her vision with the team. She wasn't quick just to, to really kind of go on the radio this early and talk about those lofty goals. But I promise you, those things have been discussed inside. And she came here because she sees the direction of the entire William Carey program. She sees what DJ is aiming for across the board, uh, an all-sports national trophy, you know. And so, uh, and every team competing for them individually, that type of facility gives you the opportunity to do that. It'll be a little while after the uh, tri-match, now quad-match, or I don't even know how many – matches you want to call it now uh but that will occur on august 11th that will be uh the battle between prcc pensacola christian itawamba community college william carey and then bishop state as coach shirley unveiled to us crusaders will be on the road for the rest of august they won't return home until september 5th in which they'll host tougaloo college and then they'll begin their SSAC run throughout September and October. Did you see where they're struggling for the cause at? West Palm? I, know. I mean, it's tough. Absolutely. But somebody, tough. They, you know, 
Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to do it. West Palm Beach, Florida. It's going to be tough on them. <laughs> It'll be a great season ahead of the Crusaders, and we look forward to seeing what Coach Shirley brings to the table here in 2023. Wish her and the Crusaders all the success in this volleyball season. And we look forward to talking about it on future Crusader Talk episodes as well. When we come back, we'll dot the T. Don't dot the T, dot the I and cross the T. I'm trying to be like Mitchell, and that is not working out for me. I just need to be myself. <laughs> Crusader Talk continues when we return. You're tuned in to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Wrapping it up with you here on this Monday of Crusader Talk. Glad you could be a part of it. As Caleb Hamill, myself, and Josh West talking all things volleyball today. A couple more things to reference as well. Had a little bit of a news break over uh, the past week as our own Abigail Wickham was selected by the SSAC as their AO Doer Award nominee. That's a scholarship award uh, given at the NAIA level. And so she will be, again, the SSAC's official representative uh, as far as a woman is concerned. And uh, she has a chance to represent William Carey on that stage and possibly get that scholarship. It is a, a tough race and tough qualifications to get that, Josh. And I don't know that I would have qualified, even if I were an athlete, for all of these things that they have to meet. You have to maintain a 3.75 and above GPA. Uh, You have to have obtained junior standing academically, and you're selected based on your scholarship, character, citizenship, and playing ability. I I don't even know if I meet one of those qualities at all. I mean, (laughs) the GPA one already knocked me out, but... Even the rest of them, because playing ability, my wife would tell you, I, I couldn't catch a ball if I had a net the size of Texas to catch it in. But nevertheless, congratulations to Abby Wickham. She was actually a guest of ours on Crusader Talk uh, several weeks back. You can catch that episode on demand as well if you look back at the March 27th episode as we previewed golf uh, ahead of last season. Wonderful interview. She was uh, fantastic to have on. Uh, and when I mentioned those different scholarship qualities character citizenship and playing ability she had a hole in one in one of the postseason tournaments and not to mention that she is on fire for the lord and will automatically tell you about that first no matter what your first question is to her in an interview she is fantastic and again encourage all of you out there go back and listen to that interview if you missed it uh back earlier in 2023 but that's a, a big bit of news for william carey as far as athletics are concerned but the countdowns are on josh We are 11 days away from volleyball beginning on August 11th. That's a Friday. And then uh, soccer season, man, it's it's down to under 20. 19 days until both the men and women's teams get underway. Both basketball teams are in double digits now. Men will begin in 89 days with their game against University of – or excuse me, Southern University of New Orleans. And then the women will begin in 94 days against Ave Maria. So we're getting close. Not just to volleyball, but all the other sports here in the fall slash winter as well. Did you hear about the R.J. Stinson news? No. Keep uh, keep me updated. What, what's to okay, know? Okay, so here we go. So William Carey Baseball standout R.J. Stinson 
was named the 2023 Woodstock River Bandits MVP. Okay, so how about that? Pretty good. Also received the 2023 Top Hitter Award, as well as the All-Time Hitter Award. Stinson, 341 batting average, 11 extra base hits, 19 RBI, and 33 runs scored. So RJ just doing what RJ does, just putting up monster numbers. Yeah, he was the leadoff hitter for them for a majority of the summer series, or summer season in the bat a wooden bat league that he was a part of. And he was on that team last year as well. Man, he was cranking out extra base hits left and right last year as well. No wonder he is due this honor here in 2023. It's going to be awesome to see him return for this uh, final year coming up uh, with the next baseball season as well. We talked to Coach Hallford last week, and you know we were having our own musings about, oh, well, how many more years does Coach Hallford uh, have left at William Carey? And we all said, with this team he's got returning – even there's there's some pitching to you know possibly find solutions for, for the guys that he has returning, whoo they can make another postseason run. Oh, there's especially no with the hitting. Well, and just with the pitching, you can find a way to piece innings together, and, and you know find you know certain things that guys do well and be able to build that staff. But boy, it's all about how you can hit it, and these guys are going to be able to swing it. Yeah. So uh, finally, just kind of. Random thoughts here as we close out the show. You know, a couple weekends ago, I was a part of the giant craze that was Barbenheimer. We did the double feature, my wife and I did. Got a babysitter and were able to watch both of those movies. And uh, I got to tell you, you know, Oppenheimer was the bomb and Barbie uh, was Barbie. You know. uh, <laughs> now, honestly, it, it was kind of a just a fun, lighthearted comedy to follow up such a existential crisis filled Oppenheimer movie that preceded it. So I, it was, it was a, a fun weekend and all that. And uh, I think it, there's some, some fun takeaways from both of the ones that we got. There to were, see. Don't be fooled. Oppenheimer is definitely rated R. Definitely it, rated definitely R. Definitely rated R. Um, don't think I'd see it again. Don't think I'd have seen it knowing what I know now going into it, but it'll be a really good watch on TBS or TNT. It'll be a really good watch for network television. That's a good way to put that. And, and I tell you the, if you ask my wife, Barbie was one of her more fun ones, but just because there were so many fun one-liners in there as well. And I think maybe also to comparing it to what we saw right before, was probably a breath of you know, fresh air and lightheartedness. Now, not a kids' movie either. It's rated PG thirteen for a reason because it's meant for more of a mature audience. But you know, that was kind of a fun little thing that I, I took away from a couple weekends ago. Just thought I'd throw that throw that out there. We also had a really fun time at a broadcasters kickoff gathering. We'll have to recap that sometime. It was in the good. Future. It was really good. All right. Well, for our entire crew, we want to thank Coach Rhonda Shirley for joining us earlier. And I want to thank Michael Mergens as well for being our producer tonight at Super Talk Hattiesburg. For my partner, Josh West, I'm Caleb Hamill. We'll see you next time on Crusader Talk. Until next time, good night and go Saders. Talk Mississippi Media Production.